So, very quickly, we've been using Psalm 71, but uh, I'd like you to turn to Psalm 91 now. Uh, we're just going to briefly look at Psalm 91. It's a great psalm to start a new year with. It's a great psalm to remind ourselves of God's goodness, what should be the important things in our lives, what we should be adding to our character, how we should be living through all kinds of uh, circumstances and situations. Psalm 91 says this, Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God. I trust in him. For he will rescue me from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers and will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor the arrows that fly in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though ten thousand are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home, for he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you with their hands, so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. I want to talk this morning briefly about living under the shadow. This particular psalm talks about us being under the shadow of his wing. And it gives the picture of the mother hen and the chicks and how the mother hen would shelter her children under her, under her wing with her feathers. And um, we've all been living under something for the last couple of years, haven't we? We've been living under the shadow of, of a physical threat that we can't see. And it's got world governments desperately searching for the remedy to this uh, particular problem. How are we supposed to act or react as Christians? Steve spoke there about reacting. And very often that really reveals what God is really doing with your character. You know, it's easy to think about how we act some things, but it's very easy to react in the flesh and not let our Christian character really show that much. But how we react is really important as Christians. It should be something that we really bring to the Lord and ask him to, to shape us. But um, we've been living under the shadow of this epidemic. And 
We've been in disarray with our plans. It's very hard to plan things, to plan what you're going to do with the rest of the year, even to plan holidays or anything like that. We've all been getting good at DIY and there's a shortage of things when you're ordering them online now because you can't get furniture because everybody's been uh, doing their houses up and everything like that. I know that because we can't get furniture, can we? But uh, there you go. But um, the statistics that we all watch on the news every night, they could instill an awful lot of uneasiness. And like Hannah's testimony today, we talk in industry about stress testing. A particular product is put through uh, an, an amount of tests, extreme tests, to see how it, how it works and how it continues to work. And uh, it's something that we've all been facing for the last couple of years now, a stress test on our own faith, on our own character, uh, on the metal that we've got and uh, the depth of how we really do trust in God alone. And we've got friends who don't have a faith. We've got colleagues who don't know Jesus. We've got family who don't have the same beliefs and values as we have. And they're looking at us. And they're seeing, does your faith work? Does our faith as Christians really work? Do we walk the talk or we do, do, we just, do we just not apply it? So using Psalm 91 as a, as a bit of a base, I just want us to look at three qualities this year that should define us throughout, not just this new year of 2022, but all the time, to be honest. And uh, the three qualities all begin with S, sanity, stability and serenity and lots of the testimonies this morning have all been around that God keeping our sanity God giving us stability God allowing us to stay calm as Phil said and other people said serenity and yes I'm addressing Christians here but if you're not a Christian if you're watching online maybe you're not a Christian what better time is there to put your faith in Jesus than than right now but um, let me suggest this first one, sanity. Let me talk about that just briefly. You know, fear causes many problems in people, causes illness. It causes all kinds of uh, strange things that happen physically to us. It, it makes us lose the ability to make wise decisions because we become irrational. So when we're facing stress of any kind, but particularly what we're living under at this particular moment, let's avoid letting fear rule us. Let's keep away from wacky websites that tell us all kinds of things that are not really tested and true. It's just some rumor that somebody's making a thing about or blogging about, very unreliable information. Let's stay away from many of those things, those articles that say they don't want you to know this, but, because that's a big clue. Instead, let's listen to sensible advice. Let's read scripture. Let's Listen to people that know what they're talking about. Even people that particularly may not have the same faith of us, but have a speciality in the world of medicine. Because there's an awful lot of distrust and misinformation about absolutely brilliant scientists at this moment in time. And we need to really be careful who we're listening to. So let's listen to qualified experts. You know, if we go on for an operation, we're glad 
that the, the doctor knows what he's doing, has done his training and has done his, done his study and can operate us. We're glad when we go to the dentist. It's not just some DIY guy or somebody who blogs about it, but somebody who's really done their qualifications. Let's, let's, let's keep our sanity and trust the people. Let's also keep our theological sanity as well. The Bible is full of references where it's encouraging us to seek wisdom. We need wisdom. So let's resist those things that say they know all about what God is saying to us at the moment and how it's all part of God's end time plans and they, they bring all sorts of guaranteed protection upon us. We've even seen people saying, we, we can exercise you online from, uh, from COVID and all kinds of weird and wacky things. Let's keep our theological sanity. Let's remember that the moment that we face at this moment is no worse than what generations have faced over time when they've had flu epidemics and cholera and all kinds of plagues and kept their faith strong. It's important to remember that these COVID days, nothing's changed. We still receive our orders from Christ. We still need to be faithful followers of him. We still need to love God, love our neighbor, express our faith and our hope and our love with all who we meet. Let's show our sanity. Psalm 91 was used by the devil when tempting Jesus. The devil is very cunning. And what the devil tried to use was this psalm in a twisted way. Basically saying to Jesus, God's not worth trusting. He's not worth trusting because he promises to protect us, but he doesn't really. And he promises to keep your foot from being hurt on even a stone, but he doesn't come through with those promises. That's what God, that's what Satan was trying to do to put doubt in the mind of Jesus when Jesus was being tempted. And Satan will do exactly the same with you. But we all know that there's many people, sadly, in our own lives who have turned away from God because things are just not quite working out for them in their lives. They feel that God's forgotten them or God's dealt them a bad hand in some way and they've got bitter against God. And to be honest, we could take this psalm completely out of context and use it as a bit of a, a promise box thing. Do you remember the promise boxes? My grandma used to have one with a, a pair of tweezers and used to pull a little rolled up piece of paper out and read that promise, that Bible verse. And you could take it completely out of, of context. And we could do that with this whole psalm because this psalm says all kinds of really certain things that we, we know have a little bit more depth to them than on the surface what they really mean. And we could fall into the trap of not seeing this psalm in the context of the whole rest of Scripture. And we'd be falling into the very trap that Satan was trying to get Jesus to fall into. This particular uh, psalm talks about the fowler's snare, or in modern day versions, the trap that we could fall into. Remember, you've got to balance up Scriptures with the rest of Scripture so that you get the whole interpretation, like Viv was saying this morning. So in Genesis 50, when Joseph, who's been through so much torment, trial, tribulation, all brought about by his brothers, when, he's, when he meets them again, he looks back, and he doesn't react in the flesh. He looks back, and he sees God's hand in all this. 
And he says to his brothers, you meant it for harm, but God meant it for good. And he sees God's work at hand. God didn't deliver him from all the troubles and all the trials and all the tribulations. But looking back, he sees how God has developed in him a good character. He could have quite easily lost his sanity in some of that. that. But instead, he sees God enabling him to see God's goodness throughout his life. So keep your sanity. Keep trusting in God. Keep digging in, even though things are hard, because there will come a day when you can look back and see God's goodness and praise him for that. Secondly, stability. We should be those who continue to do our duty. As Christians, it's our duty, whether we're at home, whether we're at work, or church, or, or in our neighborhoods, to continue to be stable, loving, hopeful, faithful people. There's that phrase, or that little um, uh, wartime advert, in they keep calm and carry on. And that's been used a lot in this last couple of years, but sadly... There's not been much of it about. There's been an awful lot of selfishness about. There's been an awful lot of irrational stuff around from many people, including government. That spirit of keep calm and carry on seems to be waning. But it's waning for, for, for many reasons. One of the reasons is that sort of spirit, that sort of teaching came out of years and years and years of biblical stability, even in our nation. Laws that were based upon scripture, values that were based upon on, uh, on God's word. Standing firm and carrying on is what God's word constantly says to us. Paul writes in Corinthians and Ephesians and Philippians and Thessalonians about standing firm. Standing firm, remaining calm. It's a good command. We have to put our faith in Christ who is the rock. In dark and troubled days, keep standing firm. And you will be unshakable. Even in the, f uh, the face of something really chaotic. Let's show our stability. Romans 8.28 says this. For we know that God causes everything. We heard it earlier. All things to work together for good for those who love God. Carry on loving God. Psalm 91 says, he alone is my refuge. Let's be stable. Let's keep our love and affection and our priority on him more than anything else in our lives. Don't look elsewhere. Look to God. Be honest with God in all that you do. But look to him. Make him your refuge. And he will rescue you. He will rescue your mind. He will rescue your emotions. He will keep you sane. He will keep you stable. Finally, to be honest, this is a big challenge, but uh, it's something that we should all hope for and hopefully display in our lives serenity. Serenity. It's a state of being calm and peaceful, especially in the face of, of problems and crises. The peace, it's a peace that brings great blessing and it's frequently promised throughout the New Testament. 
It's given by the Holy Spirit from God the Father. It's offered freely to all who trust in Christ and ask it. Philippians 4 verse 7, Paul writes this wonderful verse. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. May we all claim that promise of peace and serenity. May we all live in that promise throughout this new year. May we all share that peace and that serenity. I don't know who it was, but somebody said, I think it was Mark, said, it's great to be the calmest person in the room. And God has placed you in your family, in your workplace, in your neighborhood. Are you the calmest person there? Are you the one that's got a deep, deeper peace than anyone else? We should be. We should be as Christians. Seek after it. Ask God for it. May we all claim that peaceful serenity as we go on into this new year. So what are we supposed to do? Remember that we are living under which shadow? The shadow of God. Not the shadow of anything else. Not economics. Not pandemics or anything like that, we're living under our great protector's wing. He protects us like, like the mother hen from the scorching sun if the sun is shining. He protects us from the icy chill if the wind is blowing. He's our shelter in any storm. Jesus showed a serenity in the face of the most extreme stress test going. He could have looked at Psalm 34 and looked at verse 20 where it says that no bone in his body will be broken. Not a single one of them. Every one of them will be protected. And Jesus could have wrongly interpreted that as saying, oh, nothing will ever happen to me. And yet we know Jesus went to the cross to be crucified. We know no bone in his body was broken, but he was still crucified. He was crucified for you and he was crucified for me, for our salvation. God allowed it. God allowed it for our good, for our salvation. God's not going to protect us from every single thing in our lives. He protects us from so much that we don't even know about. But he's not going to protect us from everything. He's going to take us through things. And as he takes us through things, he builds in us character, resilience, sanity, stability, serenity. We need to continue to live as children of God, putting our trust and our hope in Christ and in the power of the Spirit, be sane people. In the power of the Spirit, be stable people. In the power of the Spirit, be serene and calm people. And as we do that, may we brightly shine for him. In everywhere that we go, in everything that we do, may we glorify him. So let's stand, shall we? Let's pray. We're going to sing. Let's think about this psalm. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I trust him. I'm going to ask you to 
to repeat that after me out loud today. I'll, I'll read it again. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust in him. Let's say that all together. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God. I trust in him. Let's say it again. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God. I trust in him. Father, we thank you that as your children today, going into this new year, this new year that none of us know what, what, what the days will bring, but you know, God. You know because you're our Heavenly Father. You see the end from the beginning. You're not Omicron, you're Omega. And Father, we pray, Lord, that today, Lord, we'll praise you and we'll feel that warmth of sheltering under the shadow of your wing. You're our great protector. You protect us from so much, but you also take us through much as well. And Lord, we pray that each and every one of us today will declare your goodness and that you are our refuge in everything, in all things, in Jesus' name. Amen.